Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We got a great show for you today. The Astros beat the Rays two games to one. It didn't start out looking like this was going to happen, but great performances pitching-wise. It was just exciting. I'm looking forward to talking about it, but I can't do it without this guy next to me. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. If you are a Houston sports fan, this is like Christmas in April right now. Your Rockets just hired a new head coach. The Texans are going to add some players tomorrow. But the 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 guys that are right now carrying the torch for the city of Houston, your Houston Astros are doing big things. We're here to talk about it. All right, let's start with Monday. Let's talk about Monday, and then I'm going to tell you how I felt after the game on Monday. All right. All right. Top of the first. Tuck had a sack fly. Dubon scored. Alex Bregman, his third home run. We're up two to zero. I'm like, wow. We're going to compete with these guys. A Rosarina RBI triple. It was a, the one where he stretched it out. He was safe. They replayed it. And then they had a ground rule double to tie it up. Top of the third. Jeremy Pena, fourth home run of the year. Three to two. Rosarena, sack fly, three to three. Very competitive game. But one thing that bothers me, these guys have two guys on their team with the same name, but they say it differently. <laughs> and one of them had an RBI single to give them the lead. Benicourt, another one, two run single, six to three. They added two more, eight to three win. It started out good, three to three. Watching the game, this is how I felt. Man, we got our asses kicked. Are you looking for my response? Yeah, I'm done. All right, here's how I felt. That's how I felt. That's fair. I understand that. We have high expectations here in Houston. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to tell you where I was coming from. I watched that game, and if you if you notice going into that game, Jordan Alvarez got scratched from the lineup. So I went into that game automatically thinking, man, this offense is going to be hamstrung and anything they do is going to be house money. They win. Great. They lose. Man, they're down some big boppers in that lineup. Tuck hasn't had a day off the entire season. Like there's every reason for them to lose this game. Then game starts. They go to work. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're in here. We're yeah. <laughs> this team has not lost a game at home, 14 and 0, and we're 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 doing this in the first couple innings. All right, let's go to town. Then Urquidy caught too much of the plate. Then he started walking guys, trying to nibble a little bit. And then I was like, mm, I don't know how much they can sustain this. And then as the run started popping up, I was like, all right, we'll take that one. Felt really good going to the next day because I, I knew. Garcia just came off a great pitching performance the time out before. You spoke about Jose Arquiti. Two and two-thirds innings, seven hits, six runs, two walks, and three strikeouts. One amazing stat that sticks out to me is he didn't give up a home run. That's pretty amazing. So he lost. His ERA is now 5.64. I'll tell you one positive. The Magic Man came in and threw two and a thirds inning. Gave up a hit and had two walks, but he was the magic man of old. Did not allow any runs. Good job, Seth Martinez. Yeah, we needed that from him. It was important that the long the long relief guys did their work. 
And I thought him and even uh, Ronel Blanco, who I'm sure you'll get to here in a moment, you know, did what they needed to do to preserve the the quality arms in the bullpen. It's definitely their roles. Seth and Blanco are innings eaters, and they threw Stanek in there. He gave up two hits and a run. So Tampa Bay had eight runs on 14 hits, and the Astros had three runs on six. Alex Bregman, two for four with two RBIs. Martin Maldonado, just going to throw this in there for you, over three. <laughs> that seems like the number he gets at every game. So like you said, I was going to bring it up later, but it is big news. It's like, okay, we're ready to play the best team in baseball. They haven't lost at all. And it's like, uh, Jordan left. He went back to Houston. And I'm thinking, we've been we've been winning, but we've been in very tight games that Jordan wins for us at the end. And I'm like, who's going to win these games for us? Little did I know, it would be the pitchers. No more runs. Eight to three shellacking. I was frustrated. But like you, like I said, Jordan was gone. It's like, well, oh, well. We don't have Brantley. We don't have Altuve. Now we don't have him. We, what can we do? But and anyway. you had to keep it, you had to keep in mind that Tampa Bay was incredibly hot. They've been swinging a hot bat. They were leading. I, I believe they still are leading, even with two, even with two shutouts, leading the major leagues in run scored. So this is an offense that was just chugging on all cylinders, 100 percent healthy, had all their guys, and they even brought back Jose Siri, who was batting 300 before he got hurt. Didn't they just lose a series to the Blue Jays, or was that before us? That that was before I want to say there was that was a series before that one. Oh, okay, like before uh, Toronto came into Houston, they they took a series off of Tampa, but Tampa had won since then. So game two is nuts. All the Astros scoring came in one inning. Pena RBI double, Tuck RBI single, Abreu RBI double, Jolks. RBI double. Jake Myers, RBI single, 5-0, to zero, final score. Luis Garcia, six innings, three hits, no runs, two walks, and seven strikeouts. I think last time he went, what, seven innings? That's two awesome performances in a row by somebody that I said I didn't have confidence in. What a game, 5-0. <laughs> to zero. We shut these guys out. That's amazing. Well, like I said before, uh, like what, I don't know, two, three shows ago, right after his first poor start, uh, somebody pointed out that he's a slow starter. He just does not pitch well to begin the seasons for whatever reason, a lot like some hitters are slow starters. Bregman, you take away those first, I don't know, four or five games where he's like, oh, for 20 something, and he's a 300 hitter. So it's just something that happens where where. It takes some people just a little bit longer to get, get that switch flipped or just to start seeing the ball better, whatever the case may be. Those guys are firing on all cylinders now. Luis Garcia looked dominant, kept the hitters off balance uh, inside, outside, move, had great movement on his pitches. Just really looked like a totally different guy from the guy that started off the season really struggling. And then uh, the offense really was aided by some poor defense. Uh, so I spoke to the the... I think it was a double by Jolks. That was that was more of an error than it was a double. I think that was right at Randy Rosarena, and he just took a horrible path to it, then tried to jump and salvage it. I mean, smoked, no question. But 
to me, when I saw it, I felt like it was probably an out most places for most teams. And Randy Rosarana just misjudged it completely. Like I could be wrong, but uh, all of those things kind of extended the inning, extended the inning. There was like a couple different infield singles that extended the inning. So credit to the Astros for, for putting the ball in play. Cause it takes, it takes that to get those, but it, I mean, really Luis only needed the one run. He was that good. Maton, Montero, and Presley. No runs allowed in their three innings. Dubon, two for five. Pena, two for four. Tucker, two for five. Jolks, two for four. Jake Myers, two for four. Wally Pitt, it's nuts. No, I think no. I, saw, I read something that Chaz is going to Sugarland for some rehab soon, I guess friend of the show uh uh fellow, fellow podcaster Susie she is very upset she thinks there's something going on because this thing started as an eye thing and then became back. a back thing yeah then he then he wasn't swinging a bat which he was only out for like three or four days and it's like he needs to go to a rehab stint for that so it just it just seems weird I posed the question to her and I'll pose it to you what would you think if they're trying to get Jake spun up and build up his value to trade him during the trade deadline. I don't know. He's playing so well. I don't know why they would do that. I mean, what are you going to do when Chaz comes back? I don't know. Cause you're I mean, running out of, you're running out of position or, or men that you can carry. You can only carry 26. I mean, the way, Chaz was playing. You're like, all right, this is our center fielder. Jake's playing. He's like, yeah, this guy's no good. It's Chaz. And then whoop, as soon as he gets that eye problem, he gets some playing time. It changed. It changed a lot. So I don't know. Me, I'm not like in love with either one of them. I want whoever plays better. It doesn't matter to me which one it is. The irony in all of it, in my mind, they're all keeping the seat warm for uh, that kid Gilbert. Oh, yeah. They're all keeping it warm for him because he is absolutely mashing in low A right now. I think he's batting like 360-something. And the other day, I think two days ago, he had two homers in a game. Like, the kid is phenomenal. And he was like their first-round pick, I think, last year. And the GM has already came out and said, you know, we want him to challenge for the center field spot. And he's showing them everything that they need right now. I think he'll be in Corpus before long. Yeah, I could see him being in Houston next year. So mm -hmm. I could see him being there in September. Who knows? Maybe they want to give him a call up and see what he does with the big boys. But anyway, today, our ace, Hunter Brown. I, <laughs> I had to go shopping today with the wife. But before we did, we went to BJ's and we watched the game. At I think we missed the first couple innings, but we watched. So we missed the scoring, right? It was one to zero. But we got to see innings three, four, five, six, and seven. I think in the bottom of the six, there was a, a double play that, that he kind of got out of a little trouble with. But the guy's amazing. I mean, I'm like, the last outing, he did the same thing. The guy, I mean, I was like, wow. Like, that's what I text you. I was like, this guy is a stud. This guy's the real deal. Yeah, Atlanta touched him up a little bit, but, I mean, he still battled a really, really tough lineup that was really, really high going in. 
And then today he was just firing on all cylinders. I mean, he had a couple innings that were, that were a little lengthy, 19, 20 pitches. And then he'd come right back with a nine pitch inning where you got two ground balls, you know, and then a strikeout or something like that. Really economical with his pitch count, seven innings uh, to go only 90, I think 95, 96 pitches and have eight Ks. Really, really awesome job. Um, I don't know what else he needs to do to prove that he is the real deal at this point. He definitely looks the part. He looks like confident, more confident every time you see him. Oh yeah. Uh, I watched the post game where he had an interview with Julia and he just, he just, it was so smooth with it. Real calm. His demeanor is so good. Like you just feel it's not too big for him. Like he never looks like deer in the headlights at all. He just goes out there and competes. And that's a scary thought when you think how young this guy is and how long he could be doing this in yeah. an Astros uniform. I think that I thought the same thing when uh, Julia interviewed Jolks. He didn't seem like a a, a young kid with a, you know a deer in the headlights. He he was answering the questions and he looked comfortable and he looked like he belonged. That's kind of what I felt. And Hunter Brown just looks like some pitcher that has been doing this for five or six years. I mean, he's it's really really impressive. So let me take a deep breath and go over the scoring of today's game. Are you ready? Here we go. <laughs> Top of the first, Alex Bregman reached on an error. And Jeremy Pena scored. That made it one to zero. And that was the final score. Hunter Brown, seven innings, two hits, no runs, two walks, and eight strikeouts. He's three and oh with a three point, I mean a two point three seven ERA. Maris Presley pitched eighth in the ninth. Presley gets his second save, which is crazy to think that he only has two saves. Dubon one for three, 20 game hit streak. Pena two for four, Tucker one for three, and Diaz one for two with a walk and another win at the catcher position. <laughs> you don't want to talk about his, his stats? You don't want to uh, – or uh, I, I guess said, I, you, I said one for two with a walk, and well, he won. You're right, you're right. But it was funny because you left Maldi's out from yesterday. You were like, uh, you read around it. But, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it. Look. I said at game one, I, I didn't, I just didn't write down game two. I, I threw it out there. I said, it seems like every game is over three. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough, man. I, part of me feels for Maldi because of what he's meant to this ball club and how much they value him. But the other side of me really looks at all these numbers. And then you look at the kid Yiner throw out a guy at second today with a dart. And it's mm -hmm. like, all right, now I don't think the defense is a big deal. And then you see how well Hunter pitches when this guy catches him. I'm going, what more do I need to see? Like, like I don't think Framber is going to be any worse. I don't think uh, CJ is going to be any worse. So if he can handle the job and he's the hitter, I, I, I need that to be more 50, 50 for me. Every time, every time it's like Maldi two games, three games. And then, then you get Yiner one. Then I'm kind of like, I need it to be 50, 50. And I'm sure some people just want Maldi gone altogether. And I think that's wrong. Yeah. Because uh, he's, he's earned this, but right now until, until all the soldiers get back in line, I think Yiner needs a little bit more playing time. Uh, I love the relationship him and Hunter have, you can clearly see them working through things. They came up together in the minor league system. So there was two different occasions that I saw on the broadcast where after the inning, they would come together and just kind of go through some things, which I think is great. 
You know, that means they're on the same page all the time, which is going to make Hunter more effective. What's, what's not to like. And then, I mean, he chases a little bit. He's got a little bit of that Jeremy Pena thing with the slider. You can just see it, but I feel like Jeremy Pena, he'll eventually get over that. And then he'll start to really connect. This guy hit a ton in the minors. So once that bat comes with the defense that we've already seen, it's going to be hard to keep him out of the lineup. And he's a big dude. He's a good looking ball player. I mean, I, I'm, I know he, I think he DH'd in game two. So he did get in that game. But the Tampa Bay Rays, hottest team in baseball, two hits and no runs. Astros, one run on five hits. So anyway, the Astros win the series two to one. We're going to take a break and we're going to talk about the standings in the AOS. If you don't know what it is yet, folks. We're going to give you our players of the series and then Survivor. We're going to give you our Survivor picks. We're going to give you our results from the last episode, and we're going to pick new ones. So, Tom, I hope you're ready. I am. All right, folks, we'll be right back with more Astros baseball. All right, folks, we're back. If you didn't know, here's the AOS standings, the ones that matter. Texas Rangers were swept. By the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, and they lead the Astros by a half of a game. The Astros are 14 and 11, 7 and 3 in their last 10. You know, the Rays are 7 and 3 in their last 10. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And the Astros have a two game win streak. No Yordan in the series versus the best team in baseball. If you're not feeling good right now, I think all the people that were uncomfortable, I think they're. They're all on cloud nine now. They have to be. So the Astros had one of the toughest on paper to, for any team to date. Three three series stretch, nine game stretch, uh, two on the road, one at home, and they went seven and two. You know, with the team that's struggling with the injuries that they have, just an amazing job by the ball club. The gauntlet. The the gauntlet. Yeah. You know, and and and. Rightfully so, because those three teams were the hottest teams in baseball at each point. And all they did was take all three series. Amazing work by them. I feel like I'm I'm a little nervous about this Philly series because they're coming home. We'll see what happens with Jordan. They may regress a little bit. Should have good pitching, but, you know, they just got a hit for them. We'll see what happens. But so far, so good. To be where they are right now, from where they started, it's awesome feeling. So we talked about it being a gauntlet, right? And then just thinking, you know, before the series is like, man, these teams are playing are really good. If we can just escape out of there four and five, then we'll still be in a good, we'll still be in good shape. But we did great. Very, very good. Very happy. I lost my train of thought actually right there. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to say, and the one thing I think that's really, really incredible about the way the Astros pitched the Tampa Bay Rays had a homer in every game coming in this series. You know how many homers they hit in this series? Zero. That is correct. That was a good guess. (laughs) So to be able to hold that offense down, I mean, what else can you do but tip your cap? It's, it's really hard to do in their ballpark. And like, like they showed, you know, game one, they're very capable of just beating you into the dirt single by single by single. But this season, They've added the long ball and to go with that great pitching, 
So I want to tell you something before we move on. Remember that guy I was talking about, the Pittsburgh Pirate guy that been mm-hmm. in the mine leagues for 13 years? He got an at bat. They gave him a standing ovation. I thought it was awesome. Strikeout, four pitches. He doesn't care. No. I had a former Astros minor leaguer on here, John Kemmer. I don't know how long he played for the Astros. He said, I just wanted one. Just give me one. He would have been happy with that. Just give me one and and put me out. Put me out. Whatever. But huge deal. I think it's pretty cool. I don't it doesn't matter what he did. All right. I wish I could think of what I was going to say because it was pretty good. <laughs> Something about us being seven and two, but anyway. Let's go to the players of the series. We could start with pitcher. Mine is Mr. Hunter Brown. Same. Can't can't not be him. Too too good. Even I mean, like when Luis Garcia did what he did, I was like, well, there's the pitcher of the series right there. And Hunter Brown just snatched it. Snatched it away from him. Position player. I want to hear yours first. Mine. I don't know that we we're, we're ever gonna agree because I feel like I feel like I don't, I don't know. I, I watch the games and 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 some guys just click for me. For me, it's Alex Bregman. Like mm. the way he started, for for him to be you know locked in. Obviously, the error the the error that he legged out to get the run scored today wins the game. The two run homer in the first game. I just feel like Alex Bregman has turned the corner, and we needed it in the worst way, especially now when you don't know the health of Jordan Alvarez. He was one of my two finalists. But I gave it to JP3. Not a bad pick. I thought he had a really good series. I, I agree. I agree. I thought defensively he was phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. He made a grab in the ninth inning today that I thought was a single off the bat. Like when they the camera couldn't keep up with it, and he was just – it was in his glove. What I think is good about it is that the two guys that I had, I was like, it's got to be one of these two. They both won, so that's good. So you were thinking pretty much along the lines that I was. Coach Rose winner. I got Luis Garcia. I know he did it last <laughs> time, but this this is why I'm giving it to Luis. They beat us 8-3. to three. Jose Urquidy got destroyed. And he just went in there and pitched awesome against this team that was rolling. He got us our first win, and I don't know who else to give it to. I'll tell you who I'm giving it to. I almost gave it to Dubon for having his 20-game hit streak. That's exactly where I'm going, because he could have given that up so many times. Again, two guys that deserve that award. Yep. Yep. Dubon, for me, I, 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 I feel like I'm right there on the edge of being, he can't be a, a Coach Rose winner anymore. But well, you can. I mean, it's for like, me for, for me right now. It's still him. Yeah, that I can't. He's not a player of the series guy because he'll never be the big big. I don't see him going four for five with a yeah. homer. I mean, he's got a RBIs. twenty game hit streak in his. They, somebody said his. He's got a twenty game hit streak, and his OPS is like six hundred and something. Exactly. They're like, you know how hard that is. So he's. Just, I mean, he's just. Like I said, there was like three games that he just barely got a hit in the eighth inning. It's not like he's doing a whole lot to help us. He's just getting hits. And but that but that does help. I I can't 
stress how much Dubai being at the top, just if nothing for, for moving the line along, you know what I mean? Yeah. Given, given guys more at bats. I mean, so today big. he went two for five. I mean, yep. Tuesday he went two for five. Today he went three, one for three. But it's just, it's just kind of like, you know, like a Jordan two run Homer tied in the ninth. Like it's, he hasn't had that kind of moment, but the 20 game hit streak is, is really amazing. All right. It is time for Survivor. Do you remember who you picked yesterday? I do not. But oh, uh, oh. I mean, on the last episode. Yeah. Well, let yeah. me remind you. I picked the Toronto Blue Jays mm-hmm. over the White Sox, and they won five to two. I am now three and one. Mm-hmm. You picked the Angels of Anaheim. These games are on Monday. You you picked the Angels of Anaheim to beat yeah. the Oakland A's. And they lost. <laughs> and the A's won 11 to 10. We are now tied at three and one. Yep. So just like the Astros are coming back on the tech, on Texas Rangers, I am coming back on you and I have <laughs> caught you, Tom. It was only a one game lead, but sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> A little early for all of that, but okay. I wonder if, oh, let me, let me see. I'll save this for when I do my pick. Um, do you have your pick ready? Because I'll tell I you do. mine. I'll tell you mine. And okay. you, a million percent, we won't have the same team. A million, huh? Well, is it because I've already picked that team? Yes, I'll bet, I'll bet my life that we ain't picking the same team. I am right. picking... And this is what I'm saying. I guess maybe they played over there and now they're playing at the other place. Otani. <laughs> Otani against the A's. I am taking the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. It's a good pick. It's a really good pick. I, I can't see uh and it's I can't like see a, him. The when we do the Monday through Wednesday game recaps, these are the hardest games to pick because not everybody plays on Thursday. Yeah. That's true. That's true. One day I'm... there's going to be a list of teams <laughs> and you've picked all the good guys and you're going to have to pick it up. <clears throat> That's okay. I'm okay with that. One day it's going to happen. Both Fair. of us. One day yeah. we're going to have to pick the Oakland A's to win. One day we're going to have to pick somebody, you know. Well, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Minnesota Twins against the Kansas City Royals. Go against Grinky. Going yep. against Grinky. That's a good pick. That was my that was my second option. Well, I I've kind of run into a little bit of a log jam where if I take a team, the other team's been playing really well. That, that I mean, Kansas City's been been pretty good too, occasionally. They 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 pick their spots. They've got a lot of good young talent. Yeah, Minnesota's been really good. So I was looking at the standings. The Astros have 14 wins. And there's probably like three or four other teams of 14 wins. And 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 the, the team that just keeps going that that is really surprising me is the is the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's crazy. Yeah. And I really the, think they're for real. Did you see the video of Aunt, of uh, Aaron Judge? I did. Sliding in the third and just runs into the dugout. He's he's okay. I think he yeah. went right back in the game. He did, he did. Uh, initially I saw it and it looked like maybe he did something with his hand. He looked hurt. Yeah, yeah. The way he rushed to the to the 
the tunnel or whatever with with some trainers but yeah i guess maybe it was just you know sprain or or some kind of uh i don't know sometimes you slide in there and and he laid on top of his hand kind of rolled his thumb maybe for whatever reason it wasn't that serious because he came in kept playing and uh i like I, i tweeted out i was like I hate to see that happen to him because as much as I want to see the demise of the Yankees, I don't want to see it due to injury. I want to see it because they got beat. I'd rather the Strohs or whoever, or whoever they got to go through beats them healthy. So there can't be a, well, if judge wasn't hurt or if Stan wasn't hurt or no, 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 no. I want you to be full strength. Just like I want the Strohs to be full strength and may the best team win. All right. Let me give you the pitching matchups for Philly and then we're going to go with everyone's favorite segment, Tom's final thoughts. <laughs> All right. We go back home. We're off tomorrow, Friday. We're at home against the Phillies who are 12 and 13. So it looks like they've been doing better. It is Nola against Framber Valdez at 7 10. That's going to be a good game. Wheeler against Javier at 4 10 on Saturday. We got an early one. And then Sunday is at 6.10, so we must be on national TV. And it is Falter, who has a – he's 0-4 with a 4.5 ERA against probably our worst pitcher, Jose Arquiti. I hope he falters on Sunday. <laughs> uh, I just hope Jordan's back. I, I don't know what's wrong with him. I, I know his neck hurts or something, but – you know what stinks about all this? If if I if I have to if I have a gripe, it's that Friday's game is going to be on Apple TV again. So, yes, so we're doing this two weeks in a row where it's Apple TV, our guys, ESPN. It's so, the price to pay when you're being the great. Yep, yep. So, so did I tell you? Did I tell you about my Alex Bregman jersey? No. Okay, check this out, folks. This is amazing shopping. So we have this thing at work called Start Well, right? And and they give you points. What's funny now is they give you points for walking. So everybody was getting points with their smart watches, you know, when they're doing stuff all day long. And now we can't wear them. But you get points for going to the doctor or whatever. And uh, I looked at mine, and I don't really keep up with it, but I had $50. So I got $50 gift card to Fanatics. And Fanatics at the same, right before that, that's why I decided Fanatics, they sent me a $15 fan cash. They just send me money out of the blue and they make me buy stuff. That's what they do. They make you buy stuff. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to use that money to get a Fanatics card. So the Alex Bregman jersey, and and the last time I looked, it was the Jordan Alvarez jersey that was on sale. So anyway, I should have got that one. But the jerseys are $134. It was on sale for $94. I had the six fifteen dollars, the fifty dollars, and then somehow I hit coupon, and it gave me another ten percent off. Signed, sealed, delivered to my doorstep, thirty two dollars. That's still. Is that nuts? That is awesome when you can get it. <laughs> so I've got a story going the other way. You ready for a story going the other way? Yeah. So I I follow a hat club and. Uh, it's like something OC something and it's on Twitter. And there's a guy that, that we both follow 
His name's Will Skate Nut. The dude is the hat guy. Oh, like, yeah. He's always got the flashes. He's got a fit for, you know, certain games. He's got a flashy uh, uh, hat, unique, unique, rare, whatever. So I saw this one, and uh, I don't know if you bought gold or or who, who you know. I didn't want the gold stuff. So they came out with a, like a, I don't know what you call it. Not a, not a replica, but uh, they just did like that new space, the, the space city connect, but they did it in black gold and silver. And uh, I can't wait to get this hat. It is uh it's amazing, but I paid $55 for the hat. And I was like, there's no way I'm paying this money for this hat, but I just couldn't let that hat not like, like, cause it was sold out immediately, but I could not let this hat go by without me owning it. So I'm waiting to pick it up from the store. It should be in within the next you know week or so. And I'll be sure to wear it on the show. Once I get it. You, we need to get StreamYard. <laughs> okay. I asked that dude, hey, can we use StreamYard for the baseball one? And he didn't answer me. But when I tried to look up StreamYard to get prices, it just logged me right back in. So if you guys don't know, we do the Texans podcast and the people we work for, they do they have StreamYard and it was pretty sweet. And uh so it's it's so much easier to do YouTube. But we that's what I was gonna say. They're not gonna see you on YouTube because yeah. we don't do YouTube because it's too much work. Well, but anyway, I was going to show you the hat when I got it. So you can see Well, yeah, so I'll see it and you're going to have to post it on Twitter. But also, you're going to have to spend money on that. So you're going to pass on the uh, military hat now? Oh, no, I'll get that too. That hat is sweet. <laughs> I'm definitely getting that hat. As a military guy, you're kidding me? I'm definitely getting that hat. Is that your final thoughts, your story, or do you have anything? Um, I mean, it can be. It can be. I, 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 Love what the Astros are doing. Hopefully, Jordan's healthy. Hopefully, he's uh, back in the lineup Friday because they basically gave him a week off. And uh, did you see Uncle Mike? If y'all aren't paying attention to your Space Cowboys, your Sugarland Space Cowboys, Uncle Mike is back, folks. And he's hitting and he's drawing walks and he looks just like the professional hitter that he was before he got hurt. So very exciting. Can't wait to see him back in Houston. I don't think it's going to be that long. When did he start in Sugarland? Because what I read is he's going to be gone a week, or he's going to be there like a week and maybe longer. So they they interviewed uh, the GM Dana Brown. He said they were going to do a week and then reevaluate. But then I was listening to some sports talk radio where they I guess they spoke to him again, and the the, the idea or the, at least the feeling that that a lot of people got was that Michael Brantley is going to tell them when he's ready. If it takes a week, if it takes two weeks. That's how it his, should be. His post-game interview, he said he's still trying to adjust to the pitch clock. But, I mean, he's already hitting. So, how many more games does he need in Sugarland before? Does he need a whole week? Probably not, in my mind. Not not to not to DH or pinch hit or whatever, you know? So, and Altuve's coming along faster than they expected, too. So, we could have him before june as long as we get him before july 31st i think that's a win you know oh, what yeah. I mean? yeah I'm, I'm hoping he does a little rehab start i'm hoping it's right here in sugarland i get to go check it out 
All right, folks, just to let you guys know how hard I work for you. My laptop was dying, and now I'm kneeling on the floor because I had to plug it in. And the plug's way over here. Tom knows. Yeah. If y'all can Tom see this stuff going it. on, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole <laughs> lot of gymnastics on Rob's part. Oh, man. Anyway, my final thought is this. I love that the Astros took it to Tampa Bay, and I really love that the Reds swept Texas. That's two things that make me happy. So anyway, that's it. That's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for supporting us here on the podcast. If you want to do a little more supporting, you can give us a five-star review on Apple. You can even write one if you want, you know, whatever you want to do. But subscribe to the podcast. You will be aware of when we get a brand new one. And we really, we know that there's some of you out there because, you know, you guys listen to it right away. And we really do appreciate that. So anyway, for Tom, I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball.